Hi, this is episode number six of The Happy Thinker. Hey, my friends, it's Cassie here. So happy to be here on The Happy Thinker on this Saturday. I am excited to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart because it is something that I... I'm attracting in my life consistently, always working and attracting it. And what that is, is commitment. Commitment and showing up for yourself. So many people think showing up for yourself and posing it that way seems very selfish or very ambitious in their own endeavors. Very self-oriented ambition. But when you phrase it like commitment instead of showing up for yourself. It takes a whole different meaning. When you're making a commitment to yourself, that means you're making a promise to yourself. So how strong are your commitments? Are you good at commitments? Some people say I'm really good at commitment. I've been in a relationship for 12 years, 25 years. I'm really good at commitment. I'm really good at commitment. I always stick with my jobs. I'm really good at commitment. I follow through with what I do. Okay, commitment is is about following through, but it's about following through to 100% of your ability, giving it your all, going all in. Showing up for yourself is the same. When you show up for yourself, you give yourself 100% of your effort and ability to achieve whatever it is that you're looking for. So if that's a relationship, if you're not fully committed to the idea of the relationship, it's not going to work. Let's say you think you're fully committed, but the real underlying thing about commitment, it it has to circle around your why. Why are you saying you're committed to this? Are we saying we're committed to something and then not following through because we don't have a strong enough, hard enough, compelling enough why behind it? Like if you're going to work every day for your family, that may be a compelling a compelling enough why to show up every day, no matter if you want to or not, because your family is important to you. It doesn't have to be an outlandish, crazy why, like I want to change the world. It can be something subtle and simple, but it has to be compelling enough. It has to be important enough to us. So is your why important enough that anything bad that could happen, any bad emotion that could you could feel would not make you quit whatever it is you are wanting to commit to whether that be your exercise goals whether that be your relationship goals whether that be your life goals whether that be your religious or spiritual goals whether that be your goals at work whether that be your career goals whether that be your self-improvement goals Is your why for the reason you want those things strong enough, compelling enough? Are you connected enough to it? How do we really know if our whys are strong enough? So if you've listened to my podcast on purpose last year, then you know that you really have to dig deep to find your whys. I have lots of exercises on Um, finding your core identity and really knowing your purpose and writing out your personal mission statement. Those are all great ways to find your why. But ultimately, it has to connect to your emotion. 
Scientific studies have shown that the more emotionally driven a goal, the more commitment you'll have to it. Because the stronger the pull, the less significant obstacles are perceived by the brain. So the way your brain perceives obstacles and potential roadblocks seems way less important than the emotional connection to the goal. So your commitment to it is way stronger. So if you want to become an absolute pro at being committed to your goals, your self-improvement, your ability to thrive in life, you first have to emotionally connect to your why. So let's talk about the brain and how the brain gets involved in commitment here. How does our brain work when it comes to commitment? So there's a couple parts of the brain that have a big part in commitment. In fact, studies have shown that goal setting in itself can change the way the brain functions in a very positive way. It can literally make the brain more effective by positive intentional goal setting. So when it comes to commitment, we have to start with our goals. We have to learn to set good goals and how to set good goals. So brushing up on your goal setting and goal achieving skills is where commitment starts. Part of the way this works is the frontal lobe and the amygdala, which both of those are very important parts of your evolutionary brain, not your caveman brain. Both of these parts work in tandem to achieve your goals. The part of the brain called the amygdala evaluates the degree to which the goal is important to you. How important is this goal? How important to you is this? How, how significant is this to yourself? How emotionally connected are you to it? The frontal lobe, your problem-solving part of the brain, It defines what's necessary to achieve the goal, what the goal actually entitles to get it done and succeed. So these two parts of the brain really evaluate a goal and decide whether they'll put their effort to it. So a lot of times we say one thing and we do another. The reason this is, is that we have every intention to do what we set out to do, but we didn't connect ourselves strongly enough to it. It wasn't intentional enough we didn't really think about it and really emotionally connect to what out we what we set out to do so we don't follow through let's say you decide you are going to set some exercise goals decide to exercise every single day so you have to ask yourself some questions how important is it to you to exercise and why you can't just ask oh it's very important i want to lose weight is that your why or is your why more that you want that date and to feel confident you want to lose weight to feel confident you want to get really specific about what your why really is and then you need to evaluate whether it's important enough compelling enough for you to achieve it so in order for your amygdala to really dig into that goal and let it stick in your brain so your brain can set to work on it subconsciously whether you know it or not, it really has to think about how important it is. So you have to make it important. You have to make sure you dig deep and emotionally connect to why you want what you want, why you want to be a good mother to your family, why you want that great expensive car, why you want that job, 
why you want to move to Texas. Like you have to really dig deep. So if you have a goal that seems hard to reach or it seems like a long way off, the best way to really commit to something, if your commitment is to lose 60 pounds, if your commitment is to be a healthier you next year, if your commitment is to buy that big house, if your commitment is to build and grow strong family ties, then you have to work with goals. You have to make sure those goals key into something emotionally important to you. So I'm going to walk you through some comprehensive steps to effectively set goals that help you keep your commitments to yourself and to show up for you, to be able to achieve the life that you want, to help your brain function in the most high efficient, effective way. You have to have these two parts, the amygdala and the frontal lobe work together. These two work in tandem to keep you focused and block out any stimulus that is not related to the goal that you had set in mind. But in order for these two to happen, there are some specific things you really have to set in motion. That's what we're going to work on in this podcast today. I'm going to break down some really specific tips and things to set really effective goals in order to keep your commitments to yourself. In order for these two things to work together, they must be balanced. The want and drive, the importance of it, and the effectiveness. So your your frontal lobe evaluates what's necessary, what's needed to go in to achieve that goal. So if you look at what's needed to achieve the goal and it seems like way more than you can commit and give, your commitment will fall through. It's kind of a hollow commitment because you say, I have the emotional connection to it, but I don't have what it takes to put in for it. So you need both. So in order to make your goals ones that are actually achievable, you have to make sure you're willing to evaluate what goes into it and make sure if you don't already have those resources, it's important to you enough to get them. So where do we start with this? I would say the very first thing is finding your why. Your why must be compelling, must be important to you. And the best way to find your why is to continually dig deep. The way you do that is you say, okay, why do I want to lose 60 pounds? I want to be slimmer. Why do I want to be slimmer? What's important about that to me? I want to be slimmer so I fit in that bathing suit. Why do you want to fit in that bathing suit? And you do this on and on and on and on until you cannot get another answer. You find that deep, deep down reason. You want to fit in that bathing suit because you want people to think you attractive. You want people to think you attractive because you yourself are having trouble feeling attractive. You might come to your why as being something so deep that you didn't even realize it was within you. But I want you to understand that even if this is not the way you find your why, you just innately know that it's important to you. Like for instance, you want to make the amount of money that you want to make for your family. You want to make it for your family because you want to provide for them because you feel that providing for them is your duty or your responsibility or you feel like providing for them is your gift to them as their parent, as their spouse, whatever it is. 
that is a compelling enough why if it's important enough to you. If you would take a bullet for your spouse or your child, then your spouse or your child is definitely a compelling enough why. So you don't have to dig too deep if you already know your why. But if you're having trouble finding it, just continually ask yourself the same question to your own answers until you get the deeper one. Sometimes this works best with doing a, doing it with a friend. You literally say, and you can rephrase it a few different ways to help your brain rethink about it. Because sometimes when you ask the same question over and over, your brain is like, oh, I've already answered this question and answers it the exact same way. Instead of saying, why is that important to you? Say, what about this is important to me? What would this do for me? How would that feel for me? Connecting into those emotions for your why. The next thing you need to do is working in balance of figuring out what it's going to take once you've set a goal, what's really going to take before you commit to it to achieve it. What's going to what's going to be needed for you to achieve it? So for instance, if your goal is to start a business, what's going to be needed for you to do it? Now, I don't want you to shut down here because sometimes lofty goals can seem like the commitment needed is too much for us to do. But if it's important enough to you, then no matter what negative emotion or obstacle comes into play, your brain will downplay the significance of that or at least downplay the roadblock type feeling that you have surrounding that issue. So let's say you want to start a business, business, but you say you don't have the startup funds to do it. What are other resources you have that it could take to start a business? And then work on that last one that maybe doesn't feel like you have it yet. Think about the other things it's going to take to start a business. What are you going to have to put to the side to start a business? What are you going to have to decide for yourself to start a business? Like for instance, are you going to decide that you're going to commit a certain amount of time to it? Is it going to commit some of your personal resources to it? Some of your problem solving skills? Maybe some ability to go outside your comfort zone and ask things of people to take a chance, to be able to advertise, to look into marketing? What is it going to take to make this achievable? And this is a great way to start because my next suggestion for setting effective goals is making small goals. So small things that you can compound on. So create more steps rather than jumps because sometimes when you go for large jumps, it becomes too much. We get overwhelmed. So instead, create smaller goals that will get you there one step at a time and just compound each of those steps. So you send out five emails today to request um, clients for your business and you got some no's back. Well, that was one small step. Now maybe take that a step further and purchase one ad. Just compound as you get more momentum. You'll be able to compound more and more on those small goals and make them bigger for yourself. Another good tip is a lot of times our brain tends to panic when a goal is important to us, but the resources to to be able to take care of what it is and really make it happen, feel unattainable. We need to give ourselves some flexibility in our goal setting. When I say flexibility, I don't mean wishy-washy. I mean, you still need to hold yourself accountable 
to that goal. In fact, science has proven that setting challenging goals, you're much more likely to succeed. 90% of the time, people who set challenging goals that are seem lofty and hard are the ones who actually achieve them because it fuels them enough to overcome an obstacle that seems impossible. And they prove themselves so so invaluably wrong when they see what they can do and they say wow look what I just did and it becomes even more valuable that they did it at all the process the struggle became the reason why they wanted to do it to overcome it so make sure that goal is challenging but when I say flexible I mean for instance if you're going to say I want to lose 60 pounds make sure you're setting a flexible enough time frame so don't say I'm going to work out every day to lose 60 pounds say this is the amount of times I'm going to work out during the week flexible enough not making sure to box yourself in too much to where it becomes overwhelming when you miss something and you fail when you do fail a goal so this is talking about when you've set the goal and you've attempted it and it doesn't work how do you stay committed when that happens goal setting needs to be thought of as a growth exercise okay we tried that and it didn't work let's try something else a growing moment we learned a lesson we're growing from it and we're still moving in the right direction instead of thinking of it like a deadline that we either have to achieve or we fail because once you haven't reached a goal and then and you you'll think of it as a failure i didn't reach my goal i failed and you won't feel like trying again you'll feel defeated the point is not for you to feel defeated but instead to empower you to do better so when you're setting a goal and you do mess up think of it like a growth exercise say okay i didn't make that why why didn't i make that reconnect to your why reaffirm the reason why you want to do it and why it's so important to you and make that connect to your emotions really think about what emotionally it feels like to want that why do you want that so reaffirm your why and think of it like a growth exercise. I learned from that. I won't do it that way again. That didn't work. Let's try something else. But don't quit. That is the key right there is most of the time we're able to commit only up to a point. So make sure when you're making that commitment to yourself, you're doing something called a renewal commitment. I like to think of these as renewal commitment checkups. So let's say two weeks into your goal, you do a renewal commitment checkup. It means you evaluate your original goal, you evaluate where you are on that goal, and then you ask yourself some hard questions. You're like, okay, how is that going right now for me? Okay, it's going great and this is why, or it's not going great and this is why. How committed are you still to it? Now our commitments can change based on circumstance. A lot of times we feel more committed than we did before. Have you ever set a new year's resolution goal only to about three, four months later, 
fall off that commitment wagon. The reason why that is, is you were emotionally connected to it from the beginning and that fueled you. But as time went on, life circumstances and things got in the way that kind of overshadowed that emotional connection. So you need to reconnect to your why. Come back to the reason why you want to do it. Then look at the progress that you have made or you haven't made and say, okay, how important is this really to me? And if it's still not enough importance to you, then you need to change the verbiage in your mind about it so instead of saying uh, I want to lose that 60 pounds so I look thinner change the verbiage to I want to lose that 60 pounds so I feel awesome so I feel thinner the I feel statements the emotional connections are what will push you so you have to do that recommitment renewed commitment checkup checking on how well you're doing and renew why you wanted to do it in the first place to keep you going keep you committed keep you fueled lastly the thing i want you to keep in mind when making these goals is mindsets habits and routines are the building blocks of making commitment stick, making it a lifestyle, making it part of who you are, not just something you committed to, because you ultimately are committing to yourself. So when you're making these goals, center them around these things. Ask yourself, what mindsets do I need to achieve this? What habits do I need to change to make this happen? What routines are not working and conducive to what I want to achieve? And does it align with what I want? And why do I want it? So when you think about your mindsets, habits, and routines, take that small steps too. Make small goals to change all those little things. And as a byproduct, you'll have your bigger goal in mind. When you're changing the way you think about it and the way you think about um, failure, when you th- the way you think about success, the way you think about money, the way you think about marriage, the way you think about um, raising children, if you change your mindsets, it will change the way that you look at it and your perspective can fuel anything in the right direction with the right perspective when you change your habits you're changing the little decisions that impact your daily life and impact the way things are going to go when you change your routines you are making space for those goals to be successful so think about that ultimately guys you can create the life that you dream of the thriving, wonderful, beautiful, great feeling life that you want if you believe in yourself and show up every day and do the work. This kind of feeling has to be backed by commitment. Motivation is what gets you started. Habits is what keeps you going. You can feel uncomfortable and still show up for yourself. No bad feeling is bigger than the reason why you want to do it. Make sure you really fuel yourself up on your emotional connection and achieve your dreams. I'm here for you. I believe in you. If you want more coaching on being able to achieve your goals, go visit my website at happythinkerlifecoach.com. Type it into the search bar for the best way to find it. 
but I hope today's episode has been enlightening and helpful for you. If you want to hear more, tune in next week. Coming up, a little tidbit I want to share with you. I am doing a sweepstakes and I'll give you the details in the next episode, so be looking out for that, but I'm doing a sweepstakes of a 90-day coaching program for complete total free with me if you submit into my sweepstakes and I'll draw one person and that can be you or a family member so go ahead tell your family members about listening and entering into my sweepstakes have them hooked up on listening to the happy thinker and looking out for those details okay guys I hope to talk to you really soon and I'm really proud of you for the commitments you are making to yourselves and how you are showing up for yourselves and I hope you can keep fueling that by these tips I gave you today Okay, talk to you soon.